Can this breed be a close relative of this? Why does this dog sometimes sound like a goose? Can this be the bravest breed of all? Can this dog find lost pets? Dogs 101 celebrates man's best friend. Today, the Shih Tzu, the Bloodhound, the Rhodesian Ridgeback, the Yorkshire Terrier, and we start with the dog some call the largest lap dog, the Great Dane. Here's a quiz. What's the tallest dog in the world? One of America's favorite cartoon dogs, and a dog that was thought to protect people from ghosts. That's right, the Great Dane. They're called like the Apollo of the dog world, and they definitely deserve that name. They're beautiful. Powerful and athletic, yes. But the Great Dane's calm disposition has led the gentle giant to be called world's largest lap dog. I had a client the other day with his Great Dane, I kid you not, sitting on his lap in the waiting room. But the roots of this breed are anything but warm and fuzzy. First of all, they're not really Danish. It's interesting that their name is Great Dane when their origins have nothing to do with Denmark. They're actually a German Mastiff. <laughs> I'm stumped. I'm not sure how the name Great Dane came up. While no one really knows how the English name of this dog came to be Great Dane, the breed is part of the Mastiff family. Asiatic tribes likely brought Dane-like dogs to Germany in the 5th century. There's evidence of dogs resembling the Great Dane in ancient Rome, Egypt, and even China. The breed we know today was developed in Germany about 400 years ago. They were bred in Germany to hunt large prey, to patrol estates, and they were even used as war dogs. It's a mastiff that's, that's mixed with uh, a greyhound. I think sometimes people forget that underneath all that calm is still a very, very large guarding dog. The breed was also ascribed mystical powers in medieval times and was said to protect against evil spirits. The Great Dane is a magical animal. Run, Caleb. Over the last hundred years, the aggression and prey drive that made the dog such a sought-after hunter have largely been bred out of the breed. Today's Great Danes prefer the couch to combat. They'll lay on the couch, you better have a big bed. They are couch potatoes. The physical characteristics bred into this dog leave no doubt as to its original purpose. Start with great height. It's just a gigantic beast. We're talking about paws that are the size of a man's hand, fully splayed. The Great Dane is one of the tallest dogs, along with the Irish Wolfhound. The Irish Wolfhound is actually, on average, taller than the Great Dane. But a Great Dane named Gibson currently holds the title of world's tallest dog at 42.2 inches. While its cousin, the English Mastiff, is the heaviest dog at 150 pounds or more, the Great Dane is no pushover. In fact, they like to do the pushing. A lot of Danes tend to be leaners. They tend to be like Doberman's dogs who like to step on your feet and kind of lean on you. Most of that height comes from proportionally long legs. As big as they are, they're just so beautiful to see because they're not clumsy. They're very graceful when they move. The head of the Great Dane is unmistakably Mastiff-like. The top of the skull is almost exactly parallel to the large snout, 
This gives the dog a regal appearance. A very beautiful animal and just a majestic, spiritually inclined animal as well. The Great Dane also has one of the most massive chests of any dog. But this is a lovable beast. Really loving dog, really wonderful dog to kiss on, and a really wonderful dog to get smooches from. Maybe that's what made them one of the most popular dogs depicted in cartoons. Famous Danes include Scooby-Doo and Astro, the Jetsons dog. Brad Anderson has made a career drawing perhaps the most beloved Great Dane in America. I've been drawing Marmaduke for over 55 years. Marmaduke is one of the longest-running newspaper comics going. It reaches millions of fans daily. Book sales are over 45 million. Now in his 80s, Anderson still illustrates six strips a week. I think that Great Dane is a naturally funny dog. They have a sense of humor, and that goes great for a comic. Inspiration for this successful comic strip comes from Brad's own experience with his Great Dane, Mia. I use a lot of their characteristics in my cartoon. One thing about a Great Dane, they got these big, long legs, and they like to curl up, and those big legs are all over the place. They don't know what to do with them. It's funny. To daughter Christine, there was never any doubt that Marmaduke is art imitating life. When my brothers and I were growing up, from the time we can remember, our dad was always in his studio drawing every day. There's many instances where I, I can just pick myself right out of a Marmaduke cartoon. The joy that Danes bring to Brad's family is felt by legions of Marmaduke fans. I get so many letters from people telling me, you've been looking in the window in our house because this is what my dog does. People read Marmaduke because of their experience with their dog. I'm just very grateful that there is such a thing as a Great Dane because I can come up with something funny, I think, every day. Inspired by Marmaduke, a love for the Great Dane is being passed down to generations of Brad's family. I think that's part of the mystique of the Marmaduke cartoon. I think having the cartoon Marmaduke, it just kind of fell into place. We were just never able to think about not having a Great Dane in our life. It's brought a big dog into their house. <laughs> the Great Dane is one of the most varied of all breeds. They can weigh anywhere from 120 to 200 pounds, and there are six coat color varieties. For the most part, they do well almost anywhere, but Danes do need space. This isn't a dog that you cramp into an apartment. This is a dog that needs to stretch its legs out every single day. Its large size makes it critical to train this dog early. The Great Dane is a short-haired dog, so grooming is no sweat. As easy as hosing them off and sponging them down. Unfortunately, health problems abound. This breed has one of the shortest life expectancies of all dogs at seven and a half years. While the legs are often the first to go, Great Danes are prone to a devastating internal disorder. They're the number one breed of dog to get bloat. It's the number one reason why Great Dane dies, and that's unfortunate because you get such a close bond with them. Bloat can occur when a dog with a full stomach engages in heavy activity, like exercise. Great Danes, along with many other breeds, have stomachs that are not attached to the ribcage. During heavy activity, the stomach can flip, blocking the intestinal tract. If not treated immediately, bloat is extremely dangerous. 
what we need to be doing is making sure that they eat their meal and they rest for a good 40 minutes to an hour before giving them any type of exercise. Despite the health concerns, these dogs fit in well with families. I think kids might tend to think that they could climb all over that dog and you know, ride it like a pony, climb on it when it's laying on the bed, and that's really not a safe thing to do with any dog, and certainly not a dog as large as a Great Dane. Not all dogs adhere to breed standards, but in general, the Great Dane needs space. The breed does not live long. It has lots of health issues. They're easy to groom. They're easy to train, but start early. Train and acclimate them early to children, and they'll be wonderful family dogs. So many of the dogs in the breed have such personality that uh, they could be their own little comic strip every day for the people who own them. Got allergies? No problem. This dog is considered to be hypoallergenic. That's because they have human-like hair, not fur. Fur holds more dander than hair. Dander can irritate people. And here's another big word associated with this little dog. Pharyngeal gag reflex, where sometimes air goes rapidly up their nose like a reverse sneeze and momentarily makes them snort like a goose. This is usually a harmless event that's over in seconds. Meet the second most popular breed in the world, the toy and the terrier. Ladies and gentlemen, the Yorkshire Terrier. I love Yorkies. You know, it's the dog who's always sort of looking for trouble with other dogs. Napoleon complex type dog, uh, a big dog in a little body. A Yorkie, they'll take on a big dog. They're very, very independent, feisty, intelligent, working little dogs. And talk about upward mobility. The Yorkie started in the cellar as a ratter, chasing rodents in factories in northern England, where their origin is traced. These dogs were bred to catch rats for the working class. And then they left the workforce for European high society and are now everywhere, like at this Yorkie meetup in Manhattan. I've had Yorkies since, you know, probably about six, seven years now. I've loved them since I was in college, and we have playgroups once a month. They're so much fun to cuddle with. Cutest dog ever. This portable pooch's ancestors are the Clydesdale and Paisley Terriers, which are now extinct, and the Skye and Airedales from Scotland that were brought to Yorkshire, England by miners and weavers in the mid-19th century. One of the most famous early Yorkies was a stud named Huddersfield Ben, who was said to be the father of the modern Yorkie and had tremendous influence in setting the breed type in the 1860s. The Yorkie crossed the pond to the U.S. in the late 1800s and was one of the first 25 registered breeds with the American Kennel Club. This is a small dog, officially in the toy group, but still a terrier. They average about nine inches to the shoulder and weigh about five to seven pounds. Born with a black and tan coat that quickly turns to tan and blue and is pure AKC if it's uncut, flowing, silky, and dander-free. If the dogs are not for showing, the owners usually go for the shaggy look, and some owners like to trim the hair on the face to avoid food getting stuck in their whiskers. Most people choose to keep their Yorkies in what's called a puppy cut, with grooming is not that difficult. If you want your Yorkie to have that coat that's flowing, make sure that you focus a lot of energy on the grooming. 
Training with a Yorkie can be a lot of fun because they're so keen on their owner. They follow commands and learn very quickly. They're super fast, they love to work. You get them learning and following the commands, man, you're not gonna get a dog that's gonna be more impressive. Rick Karen's Yorkie, Jilly, is a busy dog actor for commercials, films, TV, and print ads. And for Rick, training his Yorkie by doing tricks has sharpened their bond and perfected their ability to work under the stressful conditions of a working studio. I believe tricks aren't just for fun. It sounds so frivolous to say teach your dog tricks, but when your dog does tricks, what happens? You did it! Your dog it. has fun with you. Your dog learns how to interact with you. And that interaction led this homespun duo to become an overnight sensation due to the internet and YouTube with a video of their regular Friday night activity. Yeah, it's a poker playing Yorkie for all the world to see. Let me explain the game to Jilly first. The name of the game is five card, no peak poker. Each player gets five cards, the other goes first. I pick, oh, I have an ace. Out a friend of mine asked me if Jilly can do a card trick. So I said, I don't know, I'll try. So I did the card trick and I saw how nicely she handled the cards. So I said, well, let me see if she can play poker. Next card is Jack Spades. All right, Jilly picks out. That's pretty good, but it's not as good. All right, you know, it was my bet, you know. It was my bet. Oh, you're <laughs> pretty confident, huh? Last card. All right, you have to beat, I have a flush. Jack High flush, you pick. Does she do it? You did it! You got the flush, how did you do that? Jilly wins, but wait a minute, what's this? Jilly's a cheater? You dirty rat. Don't ever cheat at poker, because you know what happens? Bang! Yeah, such a good All this fun led to Jilly being hired for corporate meetings, print ads, and TV commercials. A whole new world for Rick and little Jilly. It's one thing doing tricks for friends, but the stakes are high when the lights and cameras are ready. For commercial shoots, it's really important that number one, we get the right dog. It's really important that the dog comes in well prepared so that the shoot can go quickly. Perfect, good. By well prepared, she means well trained, exercised, and ready to focus. Being on a set is totally different than doing tricks with your dog at home. When you're on a set, you've got cameras, you've got lights, you've got people all around who have business to do. There's a lot of demands, and, it's, and you've got to keep it so your dog likes it. When they need to sit, they sit, and when they need to lie down and dance, they do all these things efficiently, and it makes the job very quick for us. In order for the animals on the set to get proper care, the American Humane Association ensures that guidelines are followed, such as vaccinations, water, control on set, proper bedding or crates, they're all provided. There's all rules that you have to follow. It's very important and we, we, we're glad there are. Yeah, we got to work with Jilly today and she is fantastic. She's beautifully trained. She's so responsive and she has so much personality. She's great to work with. It's a wrap. This Yorkshire Terrier has what it takes to be a dog actor in the big city. This is a portable, adaptable lap dog that does well just about anywhere. But it always wants to be with you. So leaving it at home alone or outside is not advised. A clipped coat needs daily to weekly combing. 
and the full show coat requires a lot of attention. You gotta put a little bit of energy into brushing them and, and keeping them clean, but for the most part, that coat's not that bad. These guys are little and have fragile bones and are prone to tooth decay and gum disease. Yorkies make good pets for adults, but be careful around children. They can be snappy and even bite. This is a great dog to, to have if you're single. They're not dogs that I would recommend with kids. Okay. Yorkies are highly intelligent dogs that take to training well. I think Yorkies are a joy to train. They are bouncy and energetic. They're very, very focused on people. Although this dog may not be the best suited for you, it can live anywhere. The trachea is delicate, coat needs regular attention, easy to train, and best with older families. The Bloodhound was the first dog whose sniffing evidence was admissible in court. In fact, this nose is so powerful, it dragged a bloodhound 135 miles across the state of Kansas, successfully tracking a scent. Anybody that's ever kissed a bloodhound on the nose knows what a beautiful nose is all about. As one of the most famous bloodhounds, McGruff the crime dog can tell you there is no breed of dog that can compete with the bloodhound's sense of smell. The bloodhounds are unrivaled in their sense of smell. They can smell a trail over 300 hours old. That's 12 days. You better keep a leash on them at all times because if they catch a scent, they're done. You can't stop them. Their distinct look and sound is easily identifiable with a unique howl that can be heard for miles. And those long ears and droopy jowls, you'll never mistake this dog for any other. In fact, droopy pretty much sums it up from their saggy skin, to their hanging eyes, to their long swinging slobber. They drool and they'll shake their head and you have a big glab of spit going across the room. <laughs> they were originally the dogs of monasteries in Belgium and were famed for their pure blood. In fact, that's where their name comes from, bloodhound, meaning hound of true blood. Not because they can sniff a trail of blood, but they can do that too. We did such a good job of breeding bloodhounds um, to have such a strong ability to scent that it's no surprise that when the dog does pick up a scent, they have a harder time listening or hearing you calling to them. Most dogs are led by humans. Bloodhounds tell humans where to go. Their basic anatomy is made for scenting. As air rushes through the nasal cavity, tiny scent particles are lodged in the nose mucus. From here, the scent receptors go to work and send the info to the olfactory bulb in the brain. It is said that while the human's olfactory sensor is about the size of a postage stamp, the bloodhound's is the size of a handkerchief. But the nose does not do it alone. Their pendulum-like ears act like sweepers, carrying up scents from the ground into the nose. And to assist even further, the various wrinkles on a bloodhound are so important to its design that they have their own names, from the generous lips that hang below each nostril to the flues, which are a continuation of the lips closer to the ear, all the way down to the dewlap, those funny folds around the neck. 
Lastly, you cannot ignore those bloodhound eyes. Incredibly, when the bloodhound's nose is to the ground, the skin around the eyes falls forward, creating blinders. This keeps the dog more focused on the ground in front of him. But it also means he'll have no idea if a car is coming. And no one knows the power of a bloodhound's nose better than Annalisa Burns and Landa Calderon. They work in the search and rescue business in Southern California. I get called out to find a person's lost pet. It is serious. So I'm basically at the mercy of my bloodhound. Where she leads, I have to follow. That's right. Annalisa and Landa's bloodhounds are trained to find pets, not humans. While a tracking dog can recognize and follow scents in general, for instance, any human, trailing dogs can follow the scent of a specific human. Ellie May, their star bloodhound, is a trailing dog, certified to follow one specific scent of a pet and correctly match that unique scent in the field. For Rick and Renee, this was key. Their dog went missing after a casual night at the movies. We came home and we can see our side gate from our driveway and Rick said, the gate's open. And we just said, oh my gosh. Roxy, their bulldog, was gone. I mean, just that sick feeling in your stomach. Rick and Renee searched feverishly for two days straight before they learned of the bloodhounds and their unique service. After getting the bloodhounds familiar with Roxy's scent, they were ready to search. Amazingly, the bloodhounds went trailing in a different direction than Rick and Renee had been looking. I would say about two miles from the house. We didn't think she would go that far. In this new area, Rick put up big fluorescent signs. Within four hours, they received their first call of a sighting. And within 12 hours, they had Roxy back. There's no words that can describe that. It's emotional. You know, it's tears. I mean, they brought our baby home. Lucky for a lot of pets, Annalisa and Lander are good at what they do. Their trailing bloodhounds have found hundreds of pets over the past two years and aren't stopping now. I'd lose my dog again just to prove it. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. <laughs> bloodhounds are just plain cool dogs, there's no doubt about it. But not exactly the perfect apartment dogs. This is a dog that loves to use its nose and loves to get out into those wide open spaces. Because they're so active and will go anywhere, they need to be bathed regularly and their ears are an issue. Their ears are so long that they'll get in their food and they get really, really dirty. So you probably have to clean their ears every day. Like most big dogs, they have a propensity to bloat, which may be avoided by using an elevated feeding bowl. To minimize bloat, you want to feed your dog in two separate meals. Training with these pups can be a big deal if you want them to be Sherlock Holmes. If you're just looking for a slobbery, happy pet, they're a lovable, snuggly family dog. Just don't leave smaller kids in charge because the bloodhound will overpower them without knowing it. So, the bloodhound. Always keep penned in or on a leash and be sure not to overfeed them. While they need their ears cleaned every day, they make good, slobbery, cuddly pets. Just be sure to put in the training time, or that family dog will turn into stubborn dog. Bloodhounds obviously know how to work, 
but they also know how to play. And as long as you give them a mission with their nose, they're happy pets. Now it's time to play Pick the Pooch. A dog with dreadlocks? This massive breed's coat grows into thick cords, making it the heaviest fur in the canine world. Can you name this mop-top dog? What dog's fur grows into thick dreadlocks? That's right, it's the Commodore. Their moppy-looking corded coat can take almost two years to grow. A dog that can take on a lion? An amazingly courageous animal. This is an animal that will stare death in the eye and, and move forward. A dog that can keep up with a running horse for 30 miles, no sweat? Immune to insect bites, Rhodesian Ridgebacks are the Navy Seals of dog breeds. This is one of the most amazing dogs to walk the face of the earth. Also known as the African Lion Dog, the Rhodesian Ridgeback is a large, muscular dog bred in southern Africa to hunt lions. You know that term, keeping a lion at bay? Well, that came from the Rhodesian Ridgeback. The breed was created by Hottentots, an indigenous people of South Africa, and early German and Dutch settlers. They combined imported mastiffs, Great Danes, Greyhounds, Bloodhounds, Terriers, and other breeds with the Hottentot dog, a semi-wild tribal guarding and hunting dog, to create the Rhodesian Ridgeback. Imagine the type of personality it takes to run after a seven, 800-pound cat. And, and chase it up a tree, and that's the Rhodesian Ridgeback. The most unique and defining characteristic of the Rhodesian Ridgeback is his ridge. He can thank the wild Hottentot dog for that. It's basically hair going in the opposite direction of the hair that grows down the rest of their body. The ridge should be clearly defined, symmetrical, and run the length of the dog's back. You want it to have two crowns right here within a nice fan at the top and then symmetrically tapering down the body. The second characteristic is the Rhodesian's feet. Compact with well-arched toes and tough round elastic pads, those thick padded feet were vital to protecting the dog from miles of wear on the roughest terrain in Africa. The final characteristic is the Rhodesian Ridgeback's durability. Adapted to the harsh environment of the African plains, Ridgebacks can withstand extreme temperatures. In addition to durability, what gives the Rhodesian Ridgeback the ability to run great distances, up to 30 miles in one stretch, is his superb, strong framework. His back is powerful and firm, with 31 dense vertebrae in the neck and back, each with extensions where powerful muscles are attached. And they have long, strong forelegs, which are straight with heavy bone density, designed to sustain the high forces the body is subjected to when in motion. No wonder the Rhodesian Ridgeback is the dog of choice for many athletes, including Olympic gold medalist Carl Lewis. This dog is a dog that is for somebody that's very fit, very healthy. Long distance okay, runners Sally Swenson and Jim Harrison own three Rhodesian Ridgebacks. No. We have Cirque, Babel, and we have Cash. And there are kids. Um, we don't have any human kids. We have three brown furry kids. Looking for a smart athletic dog to share their passion for running, they scored big when they discovered the Rhodesian Ridgeback. 
Sally and I are pretty active people. We both like to run and we like to hike. I was looking for a marathon partner, somebody who could go into the mountains with me. There were times when I would get in remote areas and feel kind of nervous. It was like somebody had designed a dog exactly for what we wanted. Sally and Jim credit their Rhodesian Ridgeback, Cirque, with helping them train. We waited until Cirque was about two and a half before I started using him to train for marathons. We started with about six miles and then we just build up every weekend. Sally dreams to compete in at least one marathon a year for as long as she possibly can. Rhodesians are Sally's partners in that dream. Cirque here has helped me train for three marathons. Throughout my training, we've gone all the way up to 22 miles. At that point, I was done. I told him we were done. He wasn't showing a lot of signs of fatiguing, but I was tired. <laughs> Recently, Sally's dreams were put on hold when surgery sent her to the sidelines. After a year spent recovering, it was not easy for Sally to regain her running momentum. But once again, Sally's beloved Rhodesians got this long-distance runner back on track. They're great personal trainers. They're so anxious to get up and get out and get some exercise that it's hard to deny them. And so they really help keep you motivated. For both Sally and Jim, these dynamic dogs are more than a breed. They're a lifestyle. I think that Sally and I will always have Ridgebacks. Once you have one, it's tough to imagine life without one. You don't have to live in the mountains to keep a Rhodesian Ridgeback happy. They do well with country or city living. But beware, this breed can be more destructive than a lab if under-exercised. They require at least an hour of vigorous exercise every day. The Rhodesian Ridgeback is generally a very healthy and robust breed and have very few health issues. However, they are susceptible to dermoid sinus, which is a congenital hollow tube that runs along their back under their skin, and it has to be surgically removed. The Rhodesian Ridgeback is generally odorless, easy to groom, and has minimal shedding. Rhodesian Ridgebacks are very intelligent, but determined and independent thinkers, so they do best with experienced dog owners who are consistent and practice positive training techniques. This is a dog that is definitely not for the faint of heart. You want to make sure you get it right with this dog the very first time because you only get one shot. Rhodesian Ridgebacks do best with athletes or active families who like the outdoors. While some may be too boisterous for young children, they make great protective companions for older kids. So, in general, the Rhodesian Ridgeback is tolerant of extreme temperatures. They're a hardy breed that is generally healthy and illness-free. Grooming is minimal. They're an intelligent breed that needs consistent obedience training from puppyhood. And they are a great dog for athletes or a family with older children. They're a really wonderful, unique breed that changed my life. Meet the purebred Shih Tzu, a precious package of a dog who is actually more closely related to the wolf than many other breeds. It is hilarious to watch them sort of flowing across the ring. It looks like they're floating with all the coat blowing behind. Whether a star in the ring or at home, the Shih Tzu is one of the oldest breeds of dogs. Shih Tzus have been charming people for over 2,000 years. It was actually bred in Tibet as a lap dog. The Shih Tzu was created by crossing the Pekingese with the Lhasa Apso and landed in the Chinese Imperial Court 
where she earned the name Lion Dog. According to legend, they slept at the foot of the nobles' beds to act as foot warmers. Then, during the British invasion of China, the Shih Tzu breed was almost entirely lost. Only seven female dogs and seven male dogs remained, and today, every member of this breed can be traced back to one of those surviving 14 Shih Tzu. This bewhiskered Tori is famous for her luxurious, undulating coat, which is really comprised of two distinct layers. The top coat is long and silky, while the undercoat is fleecy and feathery, forming a majestic doggy cloak that keeps growing like hair. Most people who own Shih Tzu keep their dogs clipped short in what's called a puppy cut. Shih Tzus that are maintained in a puppy trim should be groomed about every four to six weeks. There's a variety of trims that you can give a Shih Tzu to make them really cute. Whether you go puppy cut short or show dog long, the Shih Tzu comes in a multitude of colors. 19 different combinations to be exact. This pooch also has a lovely mustache and beard. The large round eyes are set far apart and could simply melt your heart if you look too long. The Shih Tzu's tail curls over her back in a pretty arching plume. They're just happy-go-lucky. They don't ever have a bad day. Luke and Diane Ericht have been breeding and showing Shih Tzu for over 35 years. I need a table to lay I know their personality like the back of my hand. So, you know, I know what they're thinking about every moment <laughs> of their life. In fact, it was this toy breed that brought them together. We have the same passions and in many ways, you know, we complement each other and, you know, it turned into a really wonderful relationship for the two of us. Once show rivals, Luke and Diane tied the knot in 1992, creating an unstoppable force in the dog show world. Today, this power couple is showing two of their own Shih Tzu in an all-breed dog show in Atlanta, Georgia. On a typical show day, we usually get up very early, and then we start working with the dogs, start exercising the dogs, and then start grooming the dogs. And grooming can take up to three hours per dog before she even enters the show ring. The grooming is the biggest part of the day for us because the dogs that we show are very high maintenance dogs. You always have to get a real straight part down their back wash their face with the no rinse shampoo, and then uh, we blow it dry with the hair dryer. And then we put the top knot in. The Shih Tzu top knot is a signature feature and utilizes Luke's skill with a curling iron and comb. His finishing grooming is phenomenal. She looks pretty in pink. Now that Gidget's got her lucky pink bow, she's ready to go. But winning this competition takes more than just a pretty face. These Shih Tzu must perform flawlessly. Luckily for me, Diane is probably the best trainer that there is. She works with our puppies and she conditions them and gets them ready till they're at the age to be shown. It's time to see if all that primping will pay off because today's competition is fierce. Everyone that shows dogs wants to win and that's why we're all here. It's tough competition. There's some good dogs out there. Oh, that is my biggest concern, yes, the Hallmark Jolie bitch. Hallmark Jolie Surfer Girl is her formal show name, but her nickname is Gidget. 
There's the good girl. Let's go. And today, she's got her big brown eyes on the big blue ribbon. The judge is the lady in black. So what is she looking for? Normally, it's a very large head, beautiful eyes. She knows the specifics about the breed, and that's what she's going to be looking for. You know, you just hope that your dog performs the best that, you know, your dog can, and that you put on a good enough show. Thank you for kissing. What a good girl. Oh, Gidget puts on an excellent show and advances to the next round. She was a lovely um, example of the breed. Uh, very well trained. Shows beautifully. And she had a very pretty expression. I really like that. Thanks very much. Thank you. From here, Gidget will go up against all the other best-in-breed toy winners. But with these bustling rings and loud crowds, can Luke and Gidget maintain their winning composure? I try and keep her focused on me. I want her, you know, basically to respond to me and do what I need her to do. Good girl. Will Gidget win best in toy group? She's had hours of grooming and won best in breed. Good girl. But now she's up against a dozen other toy dogs. Each dog walks around the ring once, strutting their stuff. Our judge is looking closely for the dog that best meets its breed standard. Will she pick Gidget? Winning is definitely something that, you know, we all strive for. The judge motions to the Shih Tzu, making Gidget number one in toy group. There have been a lot of wonderful moments. We've done it together and been able to share in it together. Although all Shih Tzu have distinct dispositions, it can be said they share a few of the same traits. Even though they were bred for royalty, they don't need a palace. You live in a tent, I'll live with you in the tent. The Shih Tzu is a generally healthy breed, but they can suffer from kidney and eye problems. As for grooming, if you want the show dog look, be prepared to do a lot of work. Considered one of the hardest dogs to train, it can take 40 or 50 repetitions before they comprehend a command. So in general, the Shih Tzu excels in busy environments and will go anywhere with you. They live long lives with not many health issues, but if you want that long, beautiful coat, you'll spend a lot of time grooming the Shih Tzu. For training, teach this little one early on and you'll be rewarded with obedience. Finally, the Shih Tzu fits into just about any family. A warm, cuddly, loving lapdog, the Shih Tzu will win you over every time. So to recap, the Great Dane is a contradiction. It's one of the largest dog breeds, and it's called a lapdog. They'll just sit on your lap, they'll lay on the couch, you better have a big bed, because they are couch potatoes. It has a regal bearing, and yet it's the inspiration for goofy cartoon characters. This huge dog's good nature makes them surprising pets. The Yorkshire Terrier is a cute little dog with a surprising talent. It honks like a goose. It's like a reverse sneeze, and it's harmless. A feisty personality gives them unexpected courage around much bigger dogs. The Bloodhound is a sniffing machine. The first dog whose scenting abilities 
were admissible in a court of law. Their ears and wrinkles around the face were designed to waft sense to the strongest nose in the dog world. The Rhodesian Ridgeback gets its name from the patch of hair on its back that grows against the grain. This dog has amazing stamina because they were bred to chase lions. Today, human athletes use Ridgebacks as training companions. The Shih Tzu is an ancient Asian breed that is closely associated with the wolf. Legend claims the Shih Tzu was a companion of Buddha. Today, they make wonderful family pets and are always a contender in the world of dog shows. Remember, each individual dog is unique and may not conform to breed standards. If you are adopting a dog, do your homework and choose your next best friend wisely.